I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. 11 in a row. Enough. <laughs> 38 in a row. As in 38 on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you live Monday, July 27th. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. How you doing? Good to hear from you in the middle of the day. It's nice to do one in the middle of the day. This is the earliest we've ever podcasted, except maybe like on a Sunday. Yeah, for sure during the week. I think maybe we did an early Saturday morning one one time. Yeah. Yeah, we did do one like at 8 a.m. last last fall, I believe, the one you had to take down because oh, I was, yeah. I was too harsh. Too on, what's that dude, what was that his name? Jordan Murphy? I don't know. You were mean. You were mean, so I took it down. Plus, the audio quality wasn't good either, so it was just a it was a double whammy. I guess we did do one camping one time at like 3 a.m., but... Oh, that's right. We did do, yeah. That was more late than early, but either way, good to talk to you. Hope you're well. Hope you had a good weekend. I did. I did. I did. I hope you did as well. Seems as if the big news right now is that baseball season, well, it didn't do so well coming out of the weekend. The Miami Marlins, of all teams, fucking it all up. Yeah, so what happened? Like, what... Do we know how they got it? Like, Well, I would imagine it's from being in Florida, in Miami. I would imagine that has a big part of it. And that is, um, that's been where it's worse at. The, the worst in Florida, right, is Miami. I know in Miami is really, really bad. I don't know if it's where it's the worst at, but I know it's bad. Because when I was in northern Florida, we were talking about how the people there, like, it was like no big deal. And somebody was like, yeah, because all the cases are in Miami. So... I mean, I would imagine a lot of the beach areas worse than others. I mean, North Florida, obviously, not going to be as much of a beach destination. So, I don't know. I don't know. But then the, the, the worst part, maybe, is that the Marlins claimed they knew they were sick yesterday and still played. Did they really? Yeah. Mattingly said that uh, they knew they had some tests, but that not playing never crossed their mind. And that's like the total opposite of the Braves, who had guys test negative, starters test negative, and they still kept them home. I mean, I think it's the exact opposite of what everyone would want in this situation, right? Like, especially, it's one thing if you're doing it, like, you know, say LeBron James does it in the playoffs, like in the finals or something. Yes. It's one thing to do it when you get there. It's another to do it in the third fucking game of the year. Yeah. Like, when all eyes are on you and, like, how this starts out, you have to be more precautious. Like you said, the Braves scratched a guy. You know, just uh, the Reds as well with Moustakas were just like, hey, he doesn't feel well, so we're just going to sit him for a couple days. Yeah, I mean, the Braves had to bring up a minor league catcher. They had to play their third catcher. Um, The top two catchers both tested negative and stayed back in Atlanta. And, you know, it's just... 
very odd. I mean, um, yeah, so Marlins taking it on the chin pretty bad. So is Shohei Otani. Absolutely abysmal first start yesterday, man. <laughs> first and last, I would say. I mean, he 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 throws 100 regularly, and he topped out at 93. Not to mention he didn't even record one out. So, yeah. But I guess the NBA starts this week, so... Yeah, the NBA looks like they are still going to uh, run. There's no reason for them not to. They're in the bubble. So I'm not worried about them canceling right now. My microphone is on. Okay, it just sounded a little weird in my headphones. Okay. Turn it up a little. I, I, I put that in the chat so that I wouldn't have to go back and fucking edit this, but thanks for saying it on the on the episode. I just, want, I just wanted to make life a little bit more difficult. Yeah, I appreciate it. So, yeah, the NBA is going to be totally fine. I mean, they seem to. Besides Lou Williams. How mad do you think Lou Williams is at Jack Harlow right now? He, uh, he's got to be furious. Did you know who Jack Harlow was before this? Uh, only because of Discord. And I know that he is a white rapper from Louisville. Because yeah. of Discord. Solely because of Discord. Because, like, two months ago I asked a question when like one of his songs were posted or something, I was like, who is Jack Harlow? And they, somebody like Marwan, I think answered me. Um, well, I would say that most people probably didn't know who he was until like three months ago. I mean, he, he's, I mean, he was around, but he's definitely uh, blowing up right now. We actually used a song as an outro here on the, on the episode before, but um, yeah, like Matt Lou Williams sneaks out, tries to get to magic city where he, I, I don't think he's lying. I do think it's his favorite restaurant. I do think he he says that it's his favorite restaurant. He has tweets talking about how much he loves the wings. They actually like have a plate named after him. Did you see that? I did not. I did not. Lou Williams lemon pepper wings because he goes there so much and loves them. So like he's telling the truth, I think. But uh, he was just hanging out, trying to eat some food. And Jack Harlow did some dry snitching on him. Because he's probably not used to being famous yet. I mean, like, in his songs, he mostly talks about hanging out with, like, Louisville's basketball players, which not as cool as hanging out with NBA players. So now that he's got, now that he's on, probably thought it was cool that uh, Lou Williams went to hang out with him, and then he snitched and caused Lou Williams embarrassment and a 10-day quarantine. And then he tried to lie about it. He tried to say it was an old pitcher, and then they were just like, uh, well, then why is Lou Williams wearing the mask? <laughs> that is a, a team-issued mask. Like, uh, if it's old, what is uh, what is that mask on? Like, Jack Carlo was so dumb at, at trying to uh, lie out of his way. But I would imagine Lou Williams pretty unhappy with him right now, though. Yeah, I would think so. I would think probably Lou's not going to ask Jack to hang out with him again anytime soon. So, yeah, that did happen. That was that was something. Um, but, yeah, that's in Tennessee news. Apparently, Austin Pope had back surgery. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that uh, last episode. It was it had already happened, but we forgot to mention it. Well, hold on, we'll, we'll press F for him in one second. I just wanted okay. to – I was going to read that part to you about uh, the Marlins. Okay. It says, multiple sources confirmed the Marlins played despite having three players learn Sunday. They had pos- tested positive for COVID. Just two days after a fourth player learned of a positive test on Friday, two infectious disease specialists told The Athletic on Sunday those positive tests fit the definition of a, quote, clear outbreak of the virus within the team. 
but sources said those tests were not enough for either Major League Baseball or the club itself to give serious consideration to postponing the game. Don Mangley said his team, quote, never really considered not playing. <laughs> that was never our mentality, said their best player. And then basically they were just like, yeah, we were uh, never thinking about not playing. Yeah, Don Mattingly, not a rocket scientist. Um, Maybe not a smart man either. Not a smart man, but a cool guy. Cool dude, but not, not very smart. We were actually talking about this on the Discord as well a couple of days ago. We were like, Don Mattingly is very cool, but he looks like he has about three brain cells. So yeah, I mean, what were they thinking? That was about the dumbest thing possible. You had a team meeting where you voted on whether or not you wanted to play. It's a double-edged sword right now. Like, the shortened season means everyone thinks they have a chance to make the playoffs, especially since, what, eight teams from each league make it? So the Marlins are probably looking at playing the shitty Phillies, and we're just like, hey, we got a chance to win this series. And they did go out there, as they are and, and infected. Their whole entire team is COVID positive, and they still went out there and beat the Phillies' ass and won two of three games. So they're probably like, hey, we can't afford to sit all these guys because we're trying to win because every game matters so much. Yeah, I mean, just very, very stupid. I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason to cancel the season. That seems like a that seems like a, a gross overreaction. Oh, no, you can't you can't you can't cancel the season. I saw I mean, I think the smart thing is obviously they don't play today and you postpone the Yankees Phillies game because you don't send the Yankees your most, you know, your most prestigious franchise you don't send them into a, an infected locker room so you wait and let them deep clean it and do all that and then yeah like sorry Miami you are a bunch of dumbasses you need to sign a bunch of minor league players and yeah sorry tough it out no you you can't you can't cancel the season after tests because you knew there were going to be positive tests like that's what Adam Silver said when he was talking about the NBA he said look if we do this we have to realize that some people are going to get sick and if, it, if they're on your team, sorry, but you can't go in this expecting no outbreaks, no people getting sick. Correct. And, like, you can't, you can't really make it up with doubleheaders because that's just that's penalizing another team that would have to play a doubleheader against the Marlins who didn't do anything wrong. So they have to go sign replacement players. It is what it is. They have to go sign replacement players. I mean, you can't try to make this up with doubleheaders in the already abbreviated season because that is putting an even further strain on a different team who did nothing wrong. So, go sign replacement players. Now, I will say, like, now maybe there's some, like, hey, we're all in this together, and the other franchise will be like, cool, we'll do doubleheaders, that's fine. Just because, like, we'd want somebody to help us out if it was the situation. But, yeah, I mean, like, you're not going to, like, put the season on hold to let Miami figure this out. Like, you're just going to keep playing. Now, maybe they don't play. Maybe they don't play for a week or two. I don't know. I would make them sign replacement players, but uh, Rob Manfred is obviously dumb as hell because he had no plan on how to handle this. So expect him to do the worst possible thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't even know what to. I don't even know what to. Um, I mean, he's he's been pretty terrible for a while now with just the balls being changed and then saying, oh, there's no big deal. We didn't do anything to the balls. And then this, I mean, just he just seems to suck. It is what it is. I mean. That's so insulting that they tried to switch all the baseballs and then act like they didn't. And then to act, yeah, and just be, oh, no, we didn't do anything. I mean, really? So, yeah, he sucks. I, just 
what can you even say about the the Marlins? There's nothing to say. Like there's just it's so brain dead. It is so stupid. You're you're possibly ruining ruining it for all the other teams and all the fans who were dying to get baseball back. I watched a ton of baseball over the weekend. I am extremely thankful that it is back. And now that it's it could possibly be thrown up in the air because Don Mattingly is a smooth brain is just infuriating. But I agree. You've already played games at this point. You knew people were going to get sick. Quarantine the Marlins off. Make them sign even worse players. They weren't going to be any good anyway. Just go with it. It seems dumb as hell in hindsight that they're traveling around the country too, right? Yes. Like, the MLS figured it out once they got to the bubble. Now, I will say the games, like, the MLS is kind of fucked up, but just because, well, A, it's the MLS, but B, like, they're trying to do 9 a.m. games, and that seems dumb as hell. Like, they were running out games at 9 a.m. Like, TV viewership wasn't great, but also, like, you're making your players wake up and play at 9 a.m. That is absurd. Like, think about that if you live in California and you like the MLS. Yeah. You gotta wake up at 6 a.m. to watch that, and you're just like, this is dumb as hell. Last night, one of their playoff games, because, I mean, they're in this or this tournament game, whatever, a knockout game, started at 11 p.m. <laughs> so sometimes you watch a 9 a.m. game, sometimes you watch an 11 p.m. game. And I was like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. And, like, the players are obviously fatigued because they're just living out of a hotel, and they're playing all these games, like, once every three days or something like that, which I don't know how normal the usual MLS schedule is, but... It seems like a disaster from like a competitive standpoint, but at least they've gotten down there and not really had any outbreaks. Uh, the NHL tested everybody, had zero positive tests. The NBA hasn't really had anybody test positive in the bubble. And yet baseball was like, let's just fly around the country. Let's just try it this way. And didn't make it out of uh, two days. Yeah, it seems pretty crazy that they were going to try and just play in everyone's home stadium. I mean, there's... A much better way to do this, and they, of course, did not do it. Uh, good stuff. I mean, it's just been like one thing after another with them. Like it was such a it was such a headache just to be able to have the season. They couldn't come to an agreement on was it sixty games or fifty games or whatever it was, and you had the owners and the players sniping back and forth with each other. You had that annoying dude Blake Snell acting like he was on the front lines of the Black Plague by going out there and pitching every five days. I mean, come on. Like, it's just been one thing after another with them. It's been pretty pitiful. So, yeah. Does this do anything to you when it comes to football? I don't know. It just seemed like now, since we've last talked, that I, I, I do think now, I know that I said five days ago that I didn't think there would be college football. I do think there will be now. I mean, things change. What the hell has changed to make you be more optimistic? Well, the Pac-12 came out and announced what their plan was. Um, the War Room on VolQuest was talking about how there's only like three teams in the SEC that don't currently have a game lined up against a Big 12 or ACC opponent. And so they're going to try to get those three teams lined up with one. One being would make the most sense is Alabama versus TCU. And so um, you would play nine games. I still think that doesn't make as much sense to me as play, just doing only conference. But um, Hub said all signs point towards delay and a shortened season. The alliance with the SEC, Big 12, and ACC could result in a nine-game season that features eight conference games and one game with one of the other two conferences. 
Only Alabama, Missouri, and Texas A&M don't have scheduled games with opponents with the Big 12 or the ACC. Alabama and TCU had already talked about playing a game months ago, like in March or April, when it became clear that the that they weren't going to be able to play USC. Obviously, with Missouri and A&M, there's a very clear, like, I don't know if any, oh, LSU's playing Texas, so A&M can't play Texas, and I don't know if anybody's playing Kansas. Missouri could play Kansas very easily. They're big rival, and you could find a game for A&M to play. That would be an easy, so that seems to be the, the thing, and then the Pac-12 said, we're going to do 10 games starting on the 19th of September. Now, the annoying thing is that Oklahoma got their waiver approved for to move their game up. I believe all the Big Ten is going to try to do that, right? Excuse me, I always fuck that up. I, I assume the Big 12, is all they're all going to try to do that, right? Are they? I thought I saw that last night, that that it might lead to the rest of the Big 12 trying to do the same thing. I don't understand the reason. Like, where everyone... It's like a unanimous opinion. We're moving the season back, but the NCAA says, oh, Oklahoma, in fact, you can move your game with Missouri State up so they get a bye week before Tennessee. They were already – I don't even know why they wanted a bye week for Tennessee. Well, I would assume it was just because if people come out of that game sick, it gives them two weeks to scramble and quarantine and get healthy and kind of learn from their mistakes. I don't mind the idea, Seth, just because I think we need to – have as many weeks possible to do this in. Like, baseball's fucking up because they're running on such a tight schedule. They can't really afford to take a week off league-wide. Whereas in college football, if everyone moved their first game up, especially if you're going to keep a non-conference game, move it up. We can have a test run. If it goes you know, uh, poorly, you then have 10 to 14 days to get ready before you play a big game. I do think it's pretty smart and gives them you know, some uh, wiggle room. Oh, it's, I mean, it's smart on their part. I just was, everyone, the way everyone acted, it was like, well, we'll be lucky to be able to, to be able to start on like the third week of September or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now, well, it's like no big deal. They're going to get a game. I mean, I, what you said makes sense. You give the most possible time to have X amount of games. I agree with you. If that can be done, then let's do it. Like, I think we should all be trying to get started, like, end of August, and I think all conferences should be trying their hardest to be like, hey, our conference t- uh, championship games might be the middle of December. Like, as long as we get these done by, you know, December or whatever, 19th or whatever that third Saturday is in December, I think that should kind of be the the window. Yes, I, I agree. I think that's smart. If, that's, if that is a viable option, then that's what they should go for. It is. I just assumed, because the way everybody talked, was that we're going to be lucky to have one at all, and if it does, if we do have one, it's going to start late, and then Oklahoma's strolling in, moving the game up. So, I mean, whatever. I I do think that, like, it does seem... I thought the Pac-12, like, I didn't really know... You know, they're coming out, they're saying, we're playing 10 conference games, we're doing it. I figured they would just be like... They would be the first conference to just say, we're not doing anything. And they came out and said, well, we're going to play 10 conference games, so I'm actually feeling good about it. And then reading what VolQuest is saying about the SEC Big 12 ACC Alliance thing sounds good, too. Right, but this was, I mean, I assume since you said it was in the war room, that was on Friday, correct? Yes. Well, I mean, do you not think that baseball and them flying around the country and not making it out of the first weekend might 
change that a little bit because it, it could. Yeah, it's it's so soon. I don't know what it's going to do to football. Because like I mean, if you're sending college kids around, or I mean college players around on different campuses, while we've only seen like the bubbles kind of work so far in America, to me that would just raise a little concern. Yes, I it, it, I think it might. I think it's too soon to know. I think one thing, the most important thing for me, if I'm college football and I'm looking at Major League Baseball, it's does this happen to another team? Sure, sure. If it only happens to the Marlins, then I think that it can be managed. If it happens to a bunch of teams and, like, I'm not even counting, like, let's say something happens to the Phillies or whatever. Well, like, whatever. Like, does another random team that had no – contact with the Marlins does it happen to them and then I think you have to start asking some questions if it's just the Marlins and like the they're you know um the people they came in contact with then I think you're still okay I mean I think every day it changes it's just a total wait and see I mean obviously it obviously a big thing is like what happens in fall camp That's just something they're going to have to figure out. And, like, you know, the fo- football for the NFL isn't going to be able to do a bubble either. So, I mean, like, you, you bet they better hope that they can figure it out. And like you said, it is important just to look and say, hey, it's just the Marlins. And like you said, maybe the Phillies since they played them. But uh, otherwise, most teams able to kind of properly handle this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's properly press F for Austin Pope. Let's give him his due. He's a huge fan of the podcast. Um, Austin, we're rooting for you to recover. We hope that this doesn't end your career at Tennessee. We're hoping that you're able to come back and uh, block the hell out of people in the run game. Yeah, I don't even know what happened. Is it... What happened to his back? Well, he's had back issues before, right? Didn't he say he's had, like, disc issues before? They didn't know, like, if he was going to play again two years ago. And then he had back surgery and was, like, a different person. And he had a great year last year. Was an awesome blocking tight end. And it was fun as hell to watch him just come around the corner looking for somebody to crush. He was like a sixth offensive lineman. And even if sometimes it was a dead giveaway that we were running to his side... It still it's was still, effective. It still worked because he's so good, and Trey Smith is so good at blocking. Like it, He was just fun to watch play. I had no idea that he was even hurt. I don't know what happened. I assume it's the same issues as it was two years ago. It doesn't sound like he's going to be back this fall. The Volquest said it's not out of the realm of possibility if the season is delayed and rehab goes well. So now our starting tight end is Princeton Fant. I'm just going to go on the record and say I'm not rooting for the season to get delayed just to get him back. So I, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. No offense, Austin, if, if he's listening. I'm he's, sure he is. He's definitely listening. And, you know, I'm sure he would say the same thing. You know, he's, that's one of the reasons we love Austin so much. He's not selfish. He would want the season just to go on to let other people play, you know? He would. And he probably has a lot of confidence in Princeton, and he's probably doing his best to help him uh, get ready because he's a team first guy. Have they said anything about the uh, USC tight end? Uh, I have not seen anything um, other than the other day. Uh, I don't even know his name. Yeah, it's 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 uh, he's got a last name that I can't really pronounce, but 
Um, I just saw where Velas Jones was quote tweeting him. Oh, Daniel Immator, baby. Yeah. I don't know. We need a tight end. So he's transferring. He's transferring. I saw Velas Jones quote tweet him, basically telling him to come to Tennessee. Yeah, that would make sense. That would make a lot of sense for him to come here. But you know, we have Princeton Fant. People don't people people don't talk about him. Cedric Tillman is basically a tight end. Big Ced Tillman, number eighty five. A, a bigger wide receiver. He's basically a tight end. He can do it all. Mm-hmm. We have Princeton Fant. We have um, some guy named Jackson Lowe. I think a guy named Sean Brown. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll be fine at tight end completely. I mean, when you have Garantano throwing to people, does it really matter? He, he, throws, he throws people open. He throws people open. I didn't, I didn't know what uh, it doesn't really matter meant there. Like, it doesn't matter who's out there because... Because he, he's just going to throw them open. Or, you know, flashback to the Florida game with Dominic Wood Anderson running <laughs> down the middle Oof. of the field. Oof, man. Man. Oof. By the way, uh, please, everyone in the chat, please press F again for Tennessee's rookie class in the NFL. I saw uh, Wood Anderson and... I guess Khalil's not a rookie, but he got cut. They they got cut from the Seahawks yesterday. Uh, Nigel Warrior tested positive for the Rona. Not a uh, good start to the offseason for, for Voss. I was about to ask if Dominic Wood Anderson was playing with anybody, but that answers my question. Who did, So Khalil McKenzie was with the Seahawks? Khalil and uh, Dominic Wood Anderson both got, like, you know, undrafted free agent money and slash, like, you know, we'll take a flyer on you to see if you have anything, Khalil and – uh, he does not have anything, and he got cut. Okay. It still seems crazy to me he was drafted by the Chiefs. Well, Andy Reid, you know, he's so smart. He was just going to take a flyer. Be like, hey, this guy's got a big body, and I know his dad probably, and we'll see if we can make an offensive lineman. And then he's like, nope, no thanks. Yeah. And then Nigel with the Rona, that pretty much, I would imagine, is going to make it you know almost impossible for him to make that roster. But that sucks, man. Nigel Warrior was really fun to watch the second half of last year. Yeah, but I just mean, you know, when you're an undrafted rookie and you have any type of setback, it's almost damn near impossible. It's, it's going to be tough. So, yeah, F for Nigel and Dominic and, and Khalil. So, Dominic Wood Anderson, it's just been an underwhelming couple years of football. They can never take away that first touchdown against West Virginia, though. They cannot. They cannot take away Big Germ. That was on fourth down, I believe. Yes, because we got stopped on the goal line like three straight times on the one-yard line. Yep. that was. Uh, didn't Tim Jordan have a pretty good game that day? Yes, but then we had to go play action and hit Wood Anderson in the back of the end zone because we, we could not run on West Virginia's defensive line, which uh, uh, should have really tipped us off for how that rest of the year was going to go. Yeah, that was, a, that, was a, that was not good. That was, a, that was cluing us in. We weren't going to be very good, but. It is what it is. I remember Mike Abernathy getting absolutely torched by one of their wide receivers. We don't need to focus on this. Let's, okay. Let's, yeah, come on. That was two years ago. We are well past that. We are a new organization. We are a new university. And we haven't lost a game in nearly a year, if you think about it. And if you really think about it, we might go two years without losing a game. That's right. That's true. So is anything going on in recruiting – um, I think I saw in the Discord recruiting channel that, uh, what's his name, Page? Peyton Page is going to commit to Clemson, right? Yeah, he said he is 
uh, committing tonight at six o'clock, I think. And yeah, uh, for a while it looks like Tennessee had a chance, but it does seem like he's going to Clemson. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little surprised by that. Tennessee made up a ton of ground with him. Well, it's not even so much that like, you know, just that he's choosing them over Tennessee. I just mean like, I don't know. I thought maybe people would see Dabo right now, you know, and that, that clip resurface of him telling everyone to get out of the country and basically saying that, you know, MLK's dream was to be able to marry white women, essentially, essentially, and to go to church. That's kind of what his quote was. Uh, yeah, no, I thought that might affect him negatively in recruiting. And I guess it's not going to, I guess, winning championships and making the NFL and making millions of dollars going to outweigh that for, you know, for a lot of the elite prospects. Yeah, I mean, I think if you would have a lot of former players that are black come to bat for Dabo Sweeney, too, if it came sure, down to sure. it. I mean, I think and you the- would have tons and tons and tons, and a lot of parents of those players come to bat for Dabo. I mean, it, it's no surprise to me that, like, they just clean up and get basically whoever they want. Yeah, and I guess that's what really matters whenever you actually go to, you know, he comes in and talks, and, you know, you can talk to him personally. I guess just from the outside looking in, I just thought maybe that would yeah. give people some pause. Has anybody, has any notable former player come out and said anything about him? Oh, like, not at all. Not at all. The only, yes. the only thing that happened was... Uh, the assistant Deshaun, coach, right? Well, yeah, but I was going to say Deshaun Watson and Hopkins were like, hey, change the name of some of these okay. fa- facilities that have been named after you know slave owners and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure Clemson did it pretty quickly. So, so like DeAndre Hopkins hasn't said anything. Sammy Watkins. I mean, none no, of those no, guys. No, nothing bad about Dabo. They just came out and, like I said, talked about the campus stuff and certain things being named. And it was like, hey, change it. And Clemson's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I would think that – until one of, I would think until one of those like, you know, high profile guys like come out and say anything. I mean, in the last couple years, like I'm looking at their first round draft picks right now. They've had they had two first round draft picks this past year. They had three the year before. They had two in 2017. I mean. He had one in 2016 and several second-round draft picks. Until somebody does, I mean, when you have like Isaiah Simmons and A.J. Terrell and T. Higgins going in the top 33 picks, and the year before you had three guys in the top 17 picks. And then, I mean, but it does seem like Kirk Ferentz is going to be canceled, as Jonah, or uh, Tennessee points out. It does seem like he is going to be canceled. Are they going to do anything to him? My take from day one was that he coaches his last year here and then resigns. But yes, you did say when that they, when they did that internal investigation and kind of was like, "Hey, we are, you know, we we're already kind of on to him here. He's been fucking up, and we know he's fucking up." And uh, I thought that might be the end of it early, but it doesn't say they fired him yet. You know what I mean? So I, I think I'll still hold on to the fact that or to the thought that he will retire at the end of the year. Yes, I'm reading this story from uh, today on Iowa, um, about their strength and conditioning coach. At practice, Doyle ordered Johnson Culianos to jog around the field with a large yellow trash can covering his head. (laughs) We all just looked and were shaking our heads, said said Daniel. Uh, Uh, Said LeBron Daniel, one of eight people at practice who verified the incident to ESPN. Someone even took a photo, which Doyle would later display in his office. Sources told ESPN they made him run around 
with a trash can over his head. I assume to say that he was garbage or playing like trash? I'm assuming so. Uh, uh, I would say so, yeah. I mean, are they following that under, like, racial hazing or just hazing? Because, I mean, I could see it just as something that's bad optically, but I don't know if I'd put that one under the racial thing just yet. It's really just Iowa was running a... He's, they were running a program like we kind of thought any old school coach would be running, and they just happened to have some really bad black graduation numbers and some really bad quotes about how they describe black players versus white players. Yeah, Amari Spivey said, I guarantee if Johnson Kulianos was white, Doyle would have never done that. Well, if that's how the players feel and that's what they're saying on record, that's not good for Iowa. So that guy has been fired? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, he, uh, he got fired. Yeah, he got fired early, he got fired early. And if I'm him, I'm like, hey, uh, I'm taking Ferenc down with me. But he has kind of just laid low and basically said the truth will come out. And I think he'll just basically be like, I was just doing what the coach wanted me to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, doesn't seem like it's going well at Iowa. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Three new patrons to shout out. Or excuse me, two new patrons and one pledge upper. Let's start with a new $5 patron, Nick Quigg. Shout out to Nick Quigg. We love you and appreciate you, buddy. Uh, new $10 patron, Cade McCoy. Shout out to Cade McCoy. We love you and appreciate you. And T-Dub the Fourth upped his pledge from $5 to $10. Shout out to T-Dub the Fourth. We love you and appreciate you. I, I don't know if I should chalk that one up to you bullying him yesterday. Or uh, last week, talking about uh, his old country money and uh, the, the fourth <laughs> name. But it worked. You it have, worked. Uh, you have pressured him into upping his pledge. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. Uh, we got basketball coming up on Thursday, although I think we got the full 15. So uh, that, the, the Reed's Ranch basketball league is rolling. It is let's rolling. Get, let's get to some questions. What do you got first? Um, I'm going up. Let me see here. It wasn't like I obviously do this every time. Who are we predicting to receive the first get shirt of the 2021 season other than Jarrett Garantano? I have... No idea. Probably the first person that gets arrested. No, no, no. I, 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 oh, from from the Discord. From, from the disc. Yes, from us. From the Discord. Um, yeah. not like Jeremy Pruitt processing people. We're talking about uh, the first player to piss us off to the point th- we tell that him. we turn on. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say with a little dark horse. The first time Ty Chandler fumbles the ball. Ooh, that's a good one. The first time he fumbles the ball yet again. Or has a ball hit him in the hands that he bobbles and is picked off. I'm going to say, that's my pick. I'm going to be furious that he has fumbled yet again. Okay. Um, on defense, probably uh, I could see us getting mad at Alante Taylor pretty easily. Um, I, I'm going I'm going off the board right now. I'm going uh, Jeremy Banks <laughs> the first time he gets a personal <laughs> foul penalty. Okay, that's a good one. Or if he's running back, he'll fumble. but if he's, Or he'll get a personal foul penalty on a kickoff. And, uh, you know, because he has um, changed his life off the field, but I, I, would, I worry that he will uh, go back to the same, the same path whenever he gets uh, on the field and puts the helmet on. Uh, another one would be an under, another under-the-radar guy would be the punter that, whatever the punter's name is, that they started punting instead of Joy Do- Joe Doyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, is on, he is in the hot seat. He's um, He had a bad end of the year last year. What, what is his name? What is his name? Guy that replaced Joe Doyle. 
Paxton Brooks, right? Paxton Brooks. Paxton Brooks. I'm ready to cancel Paxton Brooks. Oof. And I got to say, we talked about him a little bit earlier, but really nervous for our boy Princeton Font. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Princeton, buddy, you need to catch some passes. We got got to have something out of the tight end. We got to have something out of the tight end position. Big said Tillman cannot play wide receiver and tight end at the same time. So, Princeton, you're on the chopping block. I'll say that's a pretty good list, though. Yes. I'm just, I'm, I'm already, like, I'm already seizing up at the idea of Ty Chandler fumbling again. He's the, I guess he is the guy right now that uh, maybe has the most, I don't know if animosity is the, the, the most doubt, I guess, especially because I think everyone has uh, shifted to full Eric Gray mode. He seems to be in the most precarious position of the upperclassmen on offense by far. Obviously, that's not going out on a limb. Excluding, excluding JG. Uh, yeah. Ex- excluding JG. And it's even, it might even be hotter for Chandler because we know what's behind Chandler if you even want to say Gray's behind Chandler. I guess it could be more of, instead of it being 50-50, I could see it being 75-25 Gray. Sure, but Ch- Chandler's going to get touches. Chandler's going to get touches, and he should. I mean, he should. Um, but man, just, just stop fumbling. Stop fumbling, Ty. So, um... None of the coaches? I don't feel like any of the coaches are on the hot seat right now, right? I, I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. I mean, like, so. what's Chris, what's Chris Winkie coaching these days? I don't even... What is he at? Quarterback. Okay, so, I mean, he's he's tied to JG, so there's not really anything. Well, he's about to get... We're going to get that Ty Simpson guy because of him that they pretty much have to land at quarterback for the next class. So, he's going to get him, um, which I would say is, like just as important as Harrison Bailey was because when Tennessee actually does produce a quarterback worth a damn, which happens like once every decade, you cannot lose him. And so Chris Winkie is going to get him, it sounds like. Okay. So I think all the coaches are good. I think Ansley is sitting pretty. Niedermeyer's obviously just beautiful. He's sitting beautifully. And we love we love Big Jim Chaney. Right. Everyone's good to go. All the coaches. Uh, Jay Graham, I guess. Jay Graham better not act up recruiting-wise. That's true. He is, uh, I guess he is on the hottest of seats, and he is the newest one here. I guess he is the only coach that is possibly on the hot seat, but he just basically can't mess up recruiting-wise. So, uh, Logie would like to know, when do I plan to come to Tennessee to see y'all? Um, I don't know. I guess, hopefully, a football game. <laughs> That's not happening. That's not happening. So, I mean, I would love to play basketball with y'all, but I'm not driving three and a half hours for pick up basketball to drive all the way back. What if I meet you in Chattanooga and drive you? That seems like a big strain on you. I love you, but I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I was really just a joke because you'd still have to be in the car. You'd I didn't, I didn't want to say no. I didn't want to say no, but yeah. You know. I mean, I would meet, drive to Chattanooga to meet you if it meant you were going to come play basketball with us, but it would still be you being stuck in a car for seven hours. Yeah. He would also like to know, this is a question for you, should the United States buy Greenland? Yes, yes. And then that's where we take our people that are sick. Absolutely, they should buy Greenland, they should also buy Canada, and they should annex Mexico. Everyone who tests positive for COVID, we send them to Greenland. Well, they will Well, they will learn, shockingly, that Greenland is actually made of ice. That's right, that's right. They should also buy Canada. And then maybe, at the very least, we can set it up and do like a Twisted Metal 2 tournament. You know, like there was that one level... Uh, on Antarctica and the ice is falling and you're shooting okay. missiles and we can maybe we can maybe set something up like that when the world goes to shit and we have to look to alternative methods for entertainment since all of our athletes have lung 
damage and can no longer yeah. play at an elite level. Yeah, I am rooting for like a Mad Max style. What what we could do is, if all the athletes have lung damage and they can't play, we could put two, like in in good shape guys who have COVID, and we could let them fight to the death. That's what we need to do. Just let them go. You got COVID. We're sending you, much like they used to send prisoners to Australia. We're sending you to the new Greenland. That's right. What are the what are the benefits of buying Greenland? Like what what what's the reason we are thinking about this? Uh, I forgot. They were uh like last year. This was a thing. This was a thing pre COVID. Uh, I feel like we have uh, not really talked about it since COVID. Uh, so why did we want to buy it? Financial strategic openings as ice sheet dangerously melts. So I'm gonna guess oil due to the ice sheet melting, but I have no idea. Yeah, I was gonna say oil as well. Okay, so to push back on Russia's growing military presence in the Arctic, and I did I did read something about that last week that Russia is really pushing into the Arctic military mil, military speaking, and China's economic push into the region. Um, it might hold vast oil or mineral resources beneath that ice sheet and sits at a critical location at the intersection of the Atlantic Ocean's northernmost stretches. But I say yes, we should buy them. No questions asked, even if it doesn't have oil. Okay. Uh, Jonah wants to know every can I find some Little Caesars. I don't know what the fuck that means. Moving on. Maybe Jonah should find a keyboard that works. Or a brain that functions and has wrinkles on it. Uh, C. Fields VFL says, question for Seth. (laughs) What Hogwarts house would you and John be sorted into? Um... I don't know. Don't act like you don't know the house. I I, I, I do. I do know Gryffindor, Slytherin. Everyone knows those two. Keep going. Don't act like you didn't use Hufflepuff. I, I know Huff. I, I've read them all. I'm not ashamed of it. They're great children's books. I don't know which one we'd be sorted into, though. One more. There's one more. I'm having to. Th- I, I can't remember this one oh off the top of my, my head. God, I, I can't. A, I can't. What a but loser. I, it's Ravenclaw. It's Ravenclaw. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. But I, I don't know. I mean, neither one of us are evil. I was going to say, uh, I used to want to be in Slytherin when I was younger. Definitely want to be in Hufflepuff. I don't feel like I don't feel like anybody wants to be in Hufflepuff. Yeah, that seemed like a soft one. So I guess Ravenclaw or Gryffindor. Isn't this like the second week in a row he's asked this question? I don't know. I don't think we answered it last week. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't mean to hijack the question segment. Go ahead. What do you got? No, it's okay. I'm just kidding. Seafields uh, VFL would also like to know, give your opinion on the double stripe being added to the uniform pants. Um, they look, they look sharp. Love the double stripe. Really makes, really makes the pants pop. People have strong opinions about it. I, uh, I could, I could not care less. I am right there with you. I don't care. It, may, it does not matter a bit to me. I, cool. If it makes people happy, then cool. Um, Gay J would like to know what is y'all's go-to chip style snack? Um, I think he's asking what our favorite Chips are, mine are nacho cheese Doritos. What, do you eat those as a snack or just as a side? Because I think there's a difference. He said snack. I eat them as a snack, yes. You just sit down with a bag of Doritos and eat them? You don't eat, like, chips as a snack? I mean, if I eat a sandwich, I'll eat chips, but I don't just hang around the house eating chips, no. I mean, sometimes, like, I'll just eat a bag of Doritos for dinner. Holy shit, that seems pathetic. It's It's not great. You know, like, I guess if I'm going snack, I'll go chips and hummus. Okay. Like, if I'm just going snack, but if I just, if he's asking what my favorite chip is, I have started falling back in love with the baked barbecue chip. 
Okay, so you go like pita chips and hummus, or what kind of chips do you yeah, have with hummus? Pita, uh, either pita chips or like the Tostino scoops. Yeah, I, I I like Tostino scoops are very good with them. I like if I'm gonna go hummus, I like with carrots. Actually, for some reason, I do. Uh, I think that might have been just the first way I ever ate hummus, but I like carrots with hummus. But the Tostitos with hummus is is very very good. So um, Jonas would like to know what movie are we most excited for post coronavirus. Say that one more time. Sorry. Jonas would like to know what movie we are most excited for post-corona. Um, man, I was really upset that Fast and Furious 9 got delayed a year, uh, which then also John Wick 4 delayed a year. I was really also looking forward to um, the Halloween sequel that was supposed to come out in October, but it got pushed back a year, which then pushed the third Halloween movie back another year. Um, that Tenet movie looks really fucking weird, but I assume it's going to be great, but I probably won't understand half of it, kind of like Inception. Yeah. Do you have an answer? Well, John Wick, was John Wick, John Wick was supposed to come out next year, period, right? And then they got pushed back another year, I think, though. Okay, okay, so I'll still count that. Um... Yeah, I'm going to go with John Wick then, because I'm going to count that as being pushed back because of coronavirus, even though it wasn't supposed to come out this year. It got pushed back another year. Um, So, John Wick, then Fast and Furious, then the new James Bond movie. When does the new James Bond movie come out? I kind of misunderstood Jonah's question, by the way. I was, th- I was just thinking about movies I was sad about getting postponed. I mean, I guess Tenet will be the f- one I'm most excited for, just because... I think that's going to be the first big one, and it's like supposed to be a big blockbuster. And I mean, it's um, Nolan, who obviously mm-hmm. is really good at movies. So I guess that one. Well, okay. So actually, the James Bond movie is still going to try and be later this year. It was postponed from the end of 2019 to February 2020, and then has been pushed back to they're going to try like around Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah, 25 November. So I guess it's still going to be this year. So yeah, Tenet would probably be just the the one that's going to be the best, you know. But yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, Matt Brad Collis says, "Can't wait to listen to this on Tuesday at lunch when it finally drops." Please eat shit, Matt Brad Collis. People are mad. People have been giving me shit because uh, you know, sometimes I've take a little longer to edit the podcast these days. I haven't been giving you shit. People are upset that I've taken uh, two weeks of vacation from the radio. And it's really, I wouldn't even call it a vacation. You know, uh, I believe it was called a hiatus earlier. And I think that was more of a proper thing. I need to clear my mind. I need to kind of reset. And I need to hit one of my New Year's resolutions. One of my resolutions was to take more time off from work. I don't know if people have noticed, but I haven't really taken a lot of time off the last three years. I actually want to do fun things this year by taking time off, and that hasn't really happened. But, you know, I needed to reset, and I appreciate people missing me. I love you all. And I'll get this thing. Ed- I-, I plan on having this thing edited and posted by at least 3.15. Okay? So eat shit. It'll be up well before Tuesday on lunch. Okay, let's see. Hurry. We're at the 50-minute mark. Slim, you promised, you promised Slim this question would be asked. Okay. Do you know how to exchange a propane tank? Yes, yes, I know how to exchange a propane tank. Um, 
I will say that it was probably not until last year that I ever did it, though. Where mm-hmm. I went to like, I, I some people go to the gas station. I just went to like the uh, like an outdoor store, like um, a Mayo Garden Center type of place. Yeah, yeah. And exchange it. Yeah, you just drop it off. They bring it. You just drop it up. Yeah, I mean it's it's. I mean, it's slim, stupid. No, it's not slim. He was roasting Marwan because Marwan didn't know how to do it, and was asking it, about it in the Discord yesterday. And people geez. were roasting him. Jeez, I think Sounds is what's like, happened here. Oh, okay, man, that's a good burn, Slim. You really got him. You really got him. Uh, user Magnolia, he would like to know, John, if you could fight anyone in the world in a battle to the death, and if you win, you become that person. Who would it be? Okay, I've been, I thought about this. I got three options. You tell me what you think. Okay. Um, first one, I think I'm going to go with Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Okay. Do you think I could beat him up in a fight? You know, he's been like taking some testosterone. Okay, so maybe not go with him. He he's jacked now. Okay, okay, just we're we're, we're talking it out. We're okay, going to okay. make our final decision. So, uh, so you sound like you don't have a lot of confidence in me beating him up. Okay, so let's let's mark him off. What about Elon? I think you could take Elon. My third option, I was thinking, uh, probably. What do you think? Do you think I could beat up Justin Bieber? Yes, but I don't know. Like, is Justin Bieber jacked now? Like, I don't really know anything about him either. I mean, he might be jacked now, but like, muscles don't mean you win fights. You know what That's I mean? That's true. That's true. You're right. I mean, You're he right. was he was a popular like YouTube star from like the age of ten. Like, I mean, I don't think he's ever been in any fights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. I like Maybe that. I mean, like you know, Justin Bieber, a lot of money, cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking someone like, like Tom Cruise. No, he's sixty. You'll die. Oh, that's true. Okay. And he's short. I, I, okay. okay. I don't want to be short. Okay. If I wanted to be short, I would just beat up one of these YouTube kids that make four million dollars a year. Just okay. absolutely beat the fuck out of that little kid that reviews all the toys. Start my life over. Filthy rich. Well, like, what about, like, Timothy Timothy Chalamet or whatever? He's, like, a twig, and he's only 24. Uh, who is that? He was the guy that was in, um, he was in Lady Bird. He was in, uh, oh. Hostiles. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. He's been getting a lot of, he's gotten is really... Is he the guy in Lady Bird that was, like, a like, anti-money? Like, her boyfriend? Uh, actually, I don't even know, because I never saw the movie. I just know he was in Lady Bird. Yeah, he was the guy that was like talking about. Yeah, he was the love interest of, of Ronan's character. Yeah, yeah. She had one. One was gay, spoiler alert, and the other was one that was just kind of weird. And I uh, No, I do not want to be that guy. That guy looks stupid. Okay. D- people like this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a big, he's like going to be a star in terms of acting. Yeah, yeah I guess he was an interstellar. I, okay. I mean, I could beat him up for sure. Yeah, so. Oh, he's in Little Women as well. Wow, this guy's got a nice little um, IMDb going. Do you have an answer? Anybody you would fight? Mm, probably that Chalamet guy was the was one of the first guys off the top of my head because he's young. He's like, you like budding his into a super boy. Well, he's budding into superstardom. And you like his hair? I like his hair. He's pretty. You know, Joseph Gordon Levitt. He'd be I, a cool guy to be. I think he'd beat our ass though. He might. What does he Although, even do now? Although he's been, he was, he kind of fits in that same criteria. He was a young star. He was a young star. He's 39. I didn't know he was that old. I'm going with, uh, so I've ruled out Bezos, although I think that might be worth the risk, but 
Uh, never mind. Uh, Elon's a little too weird. I'm going with Bieber or a YouTube kid. Okay. That's what I'm going with. I respect that. All right, do we get anything else? Even one more, or are we good? Oh, we're good. We're good. Tidwell, uh, uh, Tuck wants to say, eat shit, John. Okay, thanks, I guess. Very nice. Congrats on your marriage, Tuck. I'm going to foul Tuck so hard to Thursday in basketball. I'm going to foul the shit out of him for that eat shit. That's all I got, buddy. Okay, well, I'm glad that uh, you accommodated my schedule we did this early monday i'm going to uh, get this up and posted i love you i love you too buddy it was a pleasure as always you should go watch ladybird i know i probably should i probably should i so might you, so you can probably see your, not so you can see your crush so i can see my boy maybe taylor swift too but i don't know i thought you'd want to be a Ramsey. girl i don't know what's wrong with being a girl I think it's gay. You gotta like dudes if you're a girl. You don't have to. You can be I mean, gender sh- fluid. You can be attracted to whoever you want. I mean, you can. Alright, let's wrap it up. See you, dude. Later. Bye. Touch it one more time so I know you're real We can spin that wheel, wouldn't you rather get along? 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 Wouldn't you